every other time I'm doing anything else. So it could be cooking, it could be watching a movie, it could be anything else in the back of my mind. I'm actually still thinking about work. I'm still thinking about the referral I need to make or the prescription I need to fax over, or did I miss something? Like all the time, I feel like I'm go, 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 go. When I joined and the moment I stepped in and you know the sheet was like the music uh, was handed over to us and the amount of focus and concentration that I had to put into this thing, I realized after that very first rehearsal, oh my gosh, for like the last hour and a half, I haven't thought about anything other than what I'm doing right now. And it was such a relief. Welcome to the Rock Docs podcast, a podcast about the female physician choirs of Voices Rock Canada. In this podcast series, we share how we found a powerful and unexpected remedy to burnout through singing, our community, and our big-hearted and hilarious artistic director, Anthony Bastianin. Hello and welcome to this episode. Today, I'm talking to Dr. Mariella Ferreira, a family physician working in Toronto, Canada. In this episode, we talk about how choir has helped her find a community for the first time since being in Canada for the past 14 years, how it's given her a way to really take a pause from the demands of her work, and how it's spurred her to find and prioritize other activities that she loves. So please enjoy this conversation with Mariella and stick around to the end when you can take a listen to a clip of one of Mariella's favorite choir songs. Welcome, Mariella, and thank you so much for being on the show. Before we jump in and we start talking about choir, I'm just wondering if you can give me a few of the basics. So can you just tell me who you are, what you do, and then any other key things that you want people to know about? Sure. So uh, my name is Mariella, and I am one of the members of Voices Rock Medicine, and I joined the choir. Did we start this? I think it was 2019, right? That's like when choir mm-hmm. started. Yeah, yeah right before the pandemic. Right before. So do you want to maybe just start from the beginning and tell me a bit about how you found choir and if you were hesitating at the beginning to sign up, can you tell me a bit about that? Yes. Yeah, so there is no hesitation involved. Uh, it was a hundred percent the moment I, I actually saw the post on Facebook and I think it was in one of these Canadian physician mom group Facebook things. And I saw someone had posted that a choir was going to be starting up and it was for women physician. And I just knew that a hundred percent, I wasn't, I didn't even know where in the city it was taking place. I was like, I will drive, I will go. It doesn't matter. I don't care what day of the week it is. I will make it. Uh, So I, I knew I wanted to join, but I was also a little bit scared because I hadn't done any anything creative or anything related to singing in probably over a decade. And I also had no idea what to expect. So I wasn't sure if it was for people who were already professional singers, uh, people who, who, who did this on the side. I had no idea, which obviously I'm not. And so I wasn't sure what I was getting into. I also didn't know anybody else who was joining the choir. And I tried to get some people I knew, you know, let's join, let's do this together. I wasn't able to convince anybody. So I was basically joining by myself, but I figured, okay, it's fine. So that was the the start of it for me. Amazing. So Maria, I would say that you are one of those people that I look to when I, so I really love choir. (laughs) We've talked about this before. Um, And 
sometimes I, I think, okay, I'm really enthusiastic about choir and um, I'm very engaged in it. And you're always one of those people that I look to and I'm like, but so is Mariella. <laughs> she loves <laughs> choir just as much as I do. So can one you tell me a little bit? helps to normalize it, I guess, a little bit, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I actually think most of our choir really loves choir, but I think maybe there are just some of us that are a bit more vocal about it. And I feel like you're one of those. Probably so I would love to hear more about that. So for you, tell me about why you love it and what what's special about our choir yeah so i i think the main thing about um, for me joining choir is that it is one of the few things i have found that allow for me to fully disconnect and what i mean by that is that every other time i'm doing anything else so it could be cooking it could be watching a movie it could be anything else in the back of my mind I'm actually still thinking about work. I'm still thinking about the referral I need to make or the prescription I need to fax over or did I miss something? Like all the time, I feel like I'm go, 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 go. And it actually, uh, choir, when when I realized when I joined and the moment I stepped in and you know the sheet was like the music uh, was handed over to us and the amount of focus and concentration that I had to put into this thing, which I'm obviously not a professional, so I had to like give it my all. Um, I realized after that very first rehearsal, oh my gosh, for like the last hour and a half, I haven't thought about anything other than what I'm doing right now. And it was such a relief and so amazing to, to be able to do that, that I was like hooked. I was absolutely, this needs to continue. And I felt so, so great. It was like a rush. I felt so relaxed. Um, and it wasn't just the singing part of it. It was like the disconnecting part of it. So that was the, that was one of the, the things um, that for me was incredibly helpful. The other part was just how happy I felt when I started hearing the music. And so there was something magical that happened when Anthony, uh, our choir director first, you know, okay, this is the ones, this is the twos, this is the threes, and now we're going to put it all together. And I was just blown away that very first rehearsal. I was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe we are creating the sound, you know? Um, none of us are professionals. We've only been here for like 20, 30 minutes. How did we produce this? And I think we've talked about this before, Kara, how like sound just, you know, elevates our mood and certain, you know, harmonies and things like that take us to like a completely different place. So I was transported. It was just a surreal feeling, which I had felt before, but I want to say like in grade school or something, mm -hmm. but I had been in choir. So it took me back and, um, and, and it was just an, an amazing experience for me and I needed for it to continue. Hmm. Yeah, that's, a, that's such a good point. And I, I agree with you about that in a lot of ways choir but the music and, and having to be so present it's an exercise in mindfulness mm -hmm. right and really kind of being present and just focusing on what's happening in the moment yeah and and it was also like I didn't want it to end I don't know how you feel during rehearsal but it's like no no it's already like nine and the time just flew by and I, I need it for it to like last longer you know like it, I kept wanting more and more just because of that great you know feeling that I got as a result of of participating in it Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I think especially um, since we've been on Zoom, that idea, especially at the beginning of the pandemic of just not wanting to click leave the meeting, having that feeling at the end, exactly. just not quite wanting it to end, for sure. Until, until you're kicked out, right? Until, until you're kicked out. So you're a family doctor and you know, I always am amazed by family doctors and just how much responsibility and how much you kind of constantly need to be on and juggle. And I think the pandemic for, for many specialties in medicine, for many people outside of medicine, of course, 
to all of the things that are tricky about um, your profession, I think has really been heightened during the pandemic. And obviously there's a lot of burnout happening right now. And I'm just curious about how choir fits into that for you. Yeah, so I was a little um, worried when we switched to virtual. I was happy that we could do that, period. Um, But I was thinking, you know, it's definitely not going to be the same. And it definitely has not been the same, but it's brought along some other great things, especially during the pandemic, because it's continued to provide that protected time on Mondays, which otherwise would have definitely just gone into continuing charting and and working. And so um, being able to just you know, connect to something and have that still be my, my space and my time has been incredibly important in the pandemic. A lot of people have talked about how now, because most people or several people are working from home or doing, you know, virtual care, there's almost no disconnect between, you know, finishing work and then you're still sitting, there's, there's no break, right? And so with this, it, it's a forced break where you have to kind of grab your music and, and, and no one can disturb me at home. Everyone knows that's my time. Um, the other thing is I didn't realize how isolating the pandemic kind of made things. Uh, obviously, it's, it, it sounds like common sense to say that, but uh, a lot of my socializing and everything happened in person at the clinic. And because I'm a family doctor, I, I actually love talking to people. I love seeing people. I love connecting with my patients, asking them how they're doing. And the pandemic has really, even though we still connect virtually, it, it limits that. It's not the same as seeing people in person. Now it's obviously a bit better because we're seeing a, a few more, more people in person. Um, so I, I felt a little disconnected. So once we switched to virtual, I was worried that, you know, how we were going to continue to connect that way, but it actually continued. And it was amazing because Anthony, you know, he would of course teach us and everything, but always would check in with us at the, at the end. And I don't know if you recall, especially in the early pandemic days, um, at the end, someone would bring up something. We would debrief a little bit about how, how things were going for us. And, and that was a really important moment to, to know, even if no one said anything, just seeing each other and and connecting with one another during the pandemic has been great. Um, The other thing I found actually really interesting were the little projects that Anthony would give us to record these online videos. And and again, it was one of these things where I would say to myself, okay, I obviously don't have this much time. So I'm just going, I'm only going to do this for half an hour, like 30 minutes, no matter what. And there I found myself like two hours later, no, I I have to rewind. I'm going to try this again. Uh, That could have been better. And, and then when I was done, I would look back and be like, again, for like an hour or or two, I'm almost like ashamed to say how long Uh, I had no, no thoughts of work, you know, no thoughts of like, do I need to prepare dinner? Like all my focus was just on getting that thing recorded because I wanted, you know, for it to be as best as it could be. And, and I'm so thankful for that because there's not a lot of other things that have managed to, to, to achieve that for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think the idea of having projects and something to work on and something to get better at throughout the pandemic when things were so out of control has been really, really therapeutic for me. I remember the, re- the weekend that I recorded for Super Trooper. I don't know why that one sticks out to me, but I think that was in a period of the pandemic where I was, I, I I'd spent a lot of weekends alone with my kids and they're you know, on the younger side. And so it was just very monotonous and, you know, it was, it, it just, it, it, everything seemed the same for that period of time. And I remember being so grateful that I had super trooper to record because 
you know, at some point I put on a movie for my kids and I ran upstairs and recorded and just felt like it was a little something that I'd accomplished that day other than being a mom and, yeah. you know, doing the same things that we were doing in, in the height of the pandemic. So yeah, I 100% I agree. agree with you on that. And yeah. I think, you know, um, mood during the pandemic, you know, it fluctuates like with everything else. And, and I also recall one of the open mics, I was feeling really around that time, you know, like one of those moments where you're just like, when is this going to end? You know, it's ongoing. And I wasn't going, I love choir. I'm always trying to participate, but for some reason, I just didn't find it in me to want to, you know, participate in open mic and which was not usual for me. And so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to put it out there. Maybe someone wants to like sing with me, you know, like whatever. And probably no one will want to. And then I just won't do anything. And uh, and I did, you know, post in our group chat, um, you know, if anyone's looking. And Carolyn actually, Carolyn uh, reached out and she was like, oh my gosh, I was feeling exactly the same way. You know, like I wanted to do this, but at the same time, I'm feeling kind of like not, you know, fully a hundred percent on wanting to do this. And so we just, as you know, got together and did like that little duet and, and it was amazing. It's someone, you know, that I outside of choir never knew. Uh, we got to know each other and, um, and I felt like, oh my gosh, it's not just me, you know, it's, it's, we're all kind of going through this together. And, uh, and I was able to, to do something that I really had wanted to do, but at the time I was feeling like not the best. Right. Mm-hmm. And you guys did a, you did uh, Greatest Showman. No, oh, no, you did, did Wicked. Wicked. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Okay. Can you think, is there a moment for you that sticks out from choir as as being particularly therapeutic or particularly powerful? Um, I I don't think a particular moment per se. I mean, I think other people have probably talked about this. That first concert was like magical for me. Uh, It was like small, it was intimate. It was the first time my family was seeing me do something, you know, completely outside of what they usually see me do outside from like singing the shower and stuff. So it had a lot of um, special parts to it, but I don't think aside from that one moment, I don't think there's a particular moment that, that, that sticks out. The biggest thing I guess sticks out aside from making time for myself is the fact that it's allowed me to find a community. And for me, that's been pretty important because I'm not originally from Canada. So I did my you know, medical school in Peru and then I did residency in Ottawa. And mm. now I'm living and working in Toronto. So I don't have a huge, you know, network of people I went to school with here. Um, I've switched clinics a few times. And so I do have friends from clinics I've worked at, but, but not, you know, consistently. And so I, I feel like with this, I, I have a bit of a community, a medical community of people that, you know, obviously share the same passion in singing and who also happen to, you know, relate to the challenges that come along with having to juggle singing, uh, self-care, work, sometimes kids as well. And so just getting to know everyone over the span of these last few years and and creating this this community has been probably the biggest thing that I'm taking away from, from choir, right? The fact that all of a sudden I, I feel like, hmm, if something happened, to me, that's important. This is a group I would probably share it with at this point. Mm-hmm. And I haven't had that, you know, in mm-hmm. the 14 plus years I've been living in Canada. So mm-hmm. I think that's, that's quite significant for me. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Do you think that you've talked a lot about how choir and music and the community and the, the ability to just be present for a period of time and not think about your patients and your various other responsibilities, how that that's all been really big for you. And I'm curious to know if 
choir has impacted other areas of your life or how you might be showing up in other areas of your life? It's actually encouraged me to find more things like this that, uh, that I can maybe incorporate into my life. So it's almost like addictive, right? Like you feel so good that you're like, okay, if this feels great, what else is there out there that I could possibly do to, you know, not just have it be work and, you know, life and things like that. Um, so it's actually helped me rediscover kind of my, my passion for photography, like another Mm. creative side, um, and, and kind of get a little bit more into that again, which has been amazing. It does not disconnect me the same way (laughs) that choir does, but it's, it's pretty close. So I'm happy about that. Um, I think it's also kind of seeped into other areas. Funny enough, uh, the way I counsel patients sometimes, because it's been so beneficial to me that I sometimes suggest something like this to patients who are looking for a way to, you know, break that, um, you know, routine that, that usually sometimes brings you down. Um, so it's definitely affected me in that way too. Uh, and then overall, I think it's also just made me a little bit more balanced. And so I'm, I'm happier at home and therefore just, I guess, a better parent, better spouse, better friend uh, overall. And I, I like the way that it kind of sets an example too, for example, for my son, you know, like this isn't, this is important, you know, you have to take time for yourself. And there's this other dimension of me that's not just, you know, mom or, you know, what I do for work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really experienced that too. I was somebody who was very hesitant and felt that, you know, I don't know, I'm not, I didn't sing beforehand. I only did choir for maybe one year in grade school and was very hesitant to do anything that I didn't feel I was already good at and right. be subject to judgment by others. And then as soon as I started just going for it, as Anthony suggested that we do, I 100% had that sense of, oh, this is amazing. What else am I missing? Right. And so, and I, (laughs) I've talked about this before, but I think that honestly had this trickle down effect on me doing random things like podcasting, which is actually really fun. And yeah, all of these other things. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I think that's a confidence piece too, right? Because Mm -hmm. um, it, it does, well, especially when we were in person, you know, it really, there were moments where he would be like, okay, just the ones. And it's only like five of us in the ones and I'm like, mm-hmm. no, um, and, and, but then going ahead and doing it anyway and realizing, you know, that we're all putting ourselves out there. Uh, this is not what we, what any of us, I think, do for an actual living or on the side, you know, the, although it's, some it's maybe kind of, should, like you're one of those who maybe should do this for a living. <laughs> you're so nice. <laughs> You're so sweet, but um, this is what what you probably see is one of those like after two hours of me <laughs> taping and retaping and retaping. If you want, I'll send you take one, and then we can have another discussion. Um, but I talked about that with Christine, right? Yeah. That you know, Christine's also one of those choir members. Yes, she's amazing. amazing. Uh-huh. But she also talks about how you know that's after a lot of practice, and I think that's a really important lesson too, right? That exactly. it's okay that it took you two hours to get there. <laughs> I know. Um, but knowing that, you know, at, at any given point, especially going back into in-person, you know, Anthony could be like, okay, just, just you like, and it's like, wait a minute, I haven't practiced for two hours yet. I'm not ready. Um, and so there's that part of, of putting, or when he asks for, you know, like who wants to do a solo, like I never imagined I would, you know, put myself out there in front of a group of people I didn't know and, and, and try for that. And I think that's also kind of trickled down a little bit, um, Mm -hmm. being a, a little bit more sure of myself and confident in things that, that I feel like, you know, I can do this, you know, let me just put myself out there. 
So I think that's also been uh, really, really important and mm-hmm. fun to see just how, how it can change, right? Over, over the span of time, like I, I feel so much more confident now singing period than I did when we first started. Mm-hmm. And we, I, maybe we should clarify as well that Anthony's also been really clear that you don't have to do a solo. He's not going to put you on the spot, but Absolutely I think there's been not, that opportunity yeah. to step up and do things like the open mics or audition for solos or things like that. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. So you will not be put on the spot necessarily, <laughs> but you can put yourself in a situation where you could potentially be doing a solo. And, uh, and it's been kind of interesting to go through that process. Cause I, it's something I probably typically would not have necessarily done. Yeah. So I'm kind of proud, you know? Yeah. Same. Yeah. And I think seeing other people do that too. I remember I, I didn't audition for a solo the first round and, but other people had talked about how they were nervous and they auditioned. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, my, my daughter was like, why didn't you audition for a solo? And right. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> I better start modeling yeah, better, better behavior there for my kids. I should also clarify. I never auditioned for a solo. I've only auditioned to like sing along with somebody else. Um, and so that's, that's what I did. Cause I was pretty shy. And during our second concert, the person I was usually singing that duet part, um, had a baby, right. And okay, so yeah. Emily, so then, uh, I was actually ended up singing a solo and I was like, oh. it went okay. You know, and it was, it was fine. Oh, but now you've done various solos, I think in videos in, and stuff in like videos that. Yeah. With the benefit and open of, mics you know, and... recording and re-recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that <laughs> actually has been, I think has allowed me to feel more comfortable because I'm, I'm one of those people who I experience a lot of, um, physical symptoms of performance anxiety. I actually am okay with getting up in front of people. Once I get started, I'm fine, but I have that, you know, heart is pounding and I get a bit short of breath until I get going and then it's fine. So I think had I just jumped into doing something in person, that would have been really difficult for me, but the open mics and just doing those types of things where I've had to send in videos has been much better and a nicer kind of stepping stone towards eventually I'll audition for something in person. when we're back in prison it's it's now recorded so now there's like you know you're committing to this Kara oh I know yeah (laughs) (laughs) true well I can edit this out actually but yes good point yeah (laughs) okay do you want to do some quick fire questions okay let's go okay all right um top three songs we've ever sung oh my gosh okay uh probably the book of love I really liked that one landslide and right now maybe because we're like it's in the you know fresh in my mind dreams I just love Mm. that arrangement and um, I think it's going to sound amazing when we get to sing it all of us Mm -hmm. in person yeah those are all good ones okay favorite video we've ever put together Mm, I oh gosh that's a tricky one probably our first video was the most meaningful one um we rise or we rise again I never remember the official title um even though it was like when we were still pretty fresh in terms of how we you know how we knew how to sing and and even the video itself I think it was um it it made a big impact for Mm -hmm. for all of us involved I think that's my favorite yeah Mm -hmm. and we went viral (laughs) and we went viral for it exactly (laughs) hi um favorite memory from our open mics Oh my gosh, Irene. (laughs) (laughs) So every single person has said that. Oh, really? So we should clarify for listeners that Irene had uh, not been very vocal, I guess, uh, on several of our um, Zoom meetings. I mean, like we, I guess, went uh, a little bit 
kind of quiet and we and then all of a sudden open mic she had this um, amazing performance uh forget you right mm-hmm. it was yeah. forget CeeLo and uh everyone was like what oh my <laughs> gosh and uh and after that everyone knew exactly who Irene was <laughs> yeah that's true okay funniest Anthony moment <laughs> So many to pick from. Um, it's hard to decide Anthony being funny or Anthony just being himself and being funny because of it. So mm. it's, um, um, I think it's a random one, but I think it was when we were trying to give An- Anthony a gift for for um, his computer, but he <laughs> wouldn't come down. Like he would, he didn't know that we were meeting and we were all in Zoom. And I think uh, his wife had to like bring him down to the computer. <laughs> And he just wouldn't. And he, and, and she was luring him with meatballs. I think it was. Um, and I just found that hilarious. Cause we got to see this, like, in, like, you know, hidden part of what, what life is probably like for Anthony. When he's well, cause he was down in, in his studio and he was working really it. hard doing something, yeah. I think, and didn't want to come up. Like, come up. It's like, there's meatballs. <laughs> Not even that word. So, oh, yeah. um, no, yeah, I, like I, I, I like that. Yeah. Hmm. And then he came up and I think that was still when his hair was really long. Maybe. His hair was super long. Yeah. yeah, and he was kind of a little bit disheveled. And, <laughs> and then it wasn't just our choir, right? It was the other choirs as well. All of the choirs had it was pulled a together. Huge group, yeah. It was a big. He'd been complaining group. about his computer so much and how he exactly he couldn't dropping get hints. Done. We can call it dropping hints. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But we pick them up. Yeah, of we course. pick up the hints. <laughs> okay, so what would you say at this point? To I know you didn't hesitate at the beginning, but if there is somebody out there who is contemplating joining our choir, but they're feeling a bit hesitant on the fence, what would you say to them? Um, I would say to them that don't be on the fence, just join. If it's something that you're contemplating, it's probably because there's something missing in your life right now, whether it's time for yourself or a way to express yourself, whatever it is, if you're considering it's because there's, there's a need there for something to fill it up with. And if the hesitation is coming from a place of, I don't think I'm good and I don't think I can do this. That does not matter at all because everyone can do this. None of us are professional. Maybe there's like some one or two people who have, you know, done singing professionally, but the vast majority of our group are not professionals. Um, We will definitely not be quitting our day jobs based on our singing skills. So it's something that you should definitely consider Um, the, the benefits that come from it just range everywhere from, having, you know, an amazing community to, to be part of, uh, together with the relaxing benefits of, of singing and taking time for yourself. And it's also not a permanent commitment. You know, if it doesn't work for you, then you just don't continue with it. But the fact that most people that join continue says a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. It's something that, as you mentioned, that often you don't know, or you didn't realize that you were missing before you joined. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So yes, of course we may be a little bit biased, but I also (laughs) think we're being very accurate. Yeah. And as I said before, I know that we're pretty gung ho and we're kind of, you know, on the committee together and stuff like that, but I do, I don't think we are unique. You know, I've done a few of these interviews now and everybody has similar themes and people just love our choir so much and it's a little bit almost cult-like you could say (laughs) but but in a good way in a really good way I agree and also um I don't know if you've mentioned but there's a lot of opportunity for feedback and input 
from the members in the sense that, you know, um, Anthony does listen to us in terms of we like this kind of music, you know, we would like it something, you know, often he's picked songs that people have suggested. So it's not just him doing his thing and us following along. He's incredibly receptive to, to feedback recommendations and somehow has a way of tailoring the songs, picking the songs and, and creating the experience that we need at that moment. It's just mm-hmm. incredible. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for your interviewing me. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for taking a listen to this episode. If you are a woman physician, Voices Rock Medicine is the in-person choir that meets in Toronto, and Voices Rock Connect is a virtual option that has members logging in from all over the world. If you are not a woman physician and you live in the greater Toronto area, you can check out Voices Rock Ensemble if you are 18 or older, Voices Rock Prime if you are 65 plus, or Voices Rock Kids if you are in grade three through 12. Learn more about Voices Rock and how to join the Voices Rock community by clicking on the link in the description or by visiting voicesrockcanada.com.